You're listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the More and Better Disciples podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, lead pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. How's it going, Phil? Keith, we're having a great day, brother. Yes, it is a great day. Man, great week, exciting things happening, and excited to continue our conversation on biblical community that we left off with last week. Last week, we tackled why biblical community is so important, what it is, and we talked about the context for biblical community here at Crossgate. This week, we're going to jump into the content. What does it actually look like in healthy biblical community? That sound good? Absolutely. Let's roll. Okay. Well, um, as we talked about, when, we, when we're thinking about biblical community, we have context, and then we have content, right? And we reviewed some of the context specifically here at Crossgate. Life groups are the primary context for biblical community. Is that right? That's right. All right. So in our life groups, but not just our life groups, what are what's some of the content, Phil, um, that, that people should expect or some of the things that play into making that a healthy biblical community? Yeah, that's a great question. And of course, when we talk about biblical community, we are talking about a 360-degree look at what all needs to take place in a small group. So the idea of a life group simply being a class where 90% of the the group's time together is kind of a lecture-based learning model where one teacher lectures and everyone else kind of passively sits there and and receives it, and then they're done with class and they move on to something else. So we're we're really talking about multiple levels of biblical community. Certainly, the Bible forms the, the cornerstone of what we do as a life group, just like it forms the cornerstone of everything we do at Crossgate Church. What does the Bible say? That's our that's our operational question. You know, but when we talk about community and just backing away from this for a moment, you know, as we said last week, there's there's people searching for community in all different ways. I mean, you, you have communities built around some type of com- commonality, right? Whether it's a, a leisure pursuit, hey, we're all we all own pontoon boats, or we all like to water ski, or we all we all like to cook, or we all we're foodies, we like to go to different restaurants, you know. So community always has some type of overlap. In, in between the members who are who are seeking community around whatever theme it is. So yes, the Bible plays a massive role in this, but we're also, we like to use the language of pursuing biblical counsel in all areas of life. So we're not just studying the Bible to, to uh, glean information and to add more information to the facts we already know, but we're truly seeking biblical counsel in that, in that we're saying, what is God saying to me? And I fully intend for my life to be changed and transformed based on what God is saying to me, right? Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So in a life group, we expect for our lives to be changed, right? So, So seeking biblical counsel in every area of life, but it's more than just studying the Bible and hearing from God through the Bible. Uh, as we said last week, we're developing deep relationships based on love, transparency, and acceptance. You can't do that in a worship service per se, right? You have to create, as we said last week, the context so that we can create those those contents that help us to to go deeper in life together. And that 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 is more than just studying the Bible together. There's there's uh you know what, what's what's the paradigm we have? Uh, gather weekly, uh, 
Party. Party monthly and then serve quarterly, right? So we're we're engaging as a group in other ways than simply sitting around and studying the Bible, as much as that is important. Uh, Caring for one another physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Last week you shared a great story about how uh, there was an issue with, with your little boy and uh, and y'all had to you know y'all had to get him to the hospital and the life group beat you guys to the hospital. I mean they were there they were ready to care, love on you guys, meet physical needs, emotional needs, and and so to have that kind of community is huge. Uh, we also in, in life groups we also encourage and admonish one another faithfully toward maturity. And and I shared something last week from Hebrews chapter ten, but I could just as easily uh, share Hebrews three thirteen, which says encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And this is, this is where some people are not, not really comfortable with some of these functions of a life group. Oh, I want to come and study the Bible, but I don't want you getting into my business, right? But the fact is, if I'm doing biblical life and community with somebody else, I want them to step into my life. If, if I need some encouragement and, and I haven't shown up for life group in three to four weeks, you know, and I'm getting kind of spiritually lazy, I want someone to step in and give me some encouragement and prod me along toward, toward a life of faithfulness and accountability to the Lord. Uh, life groups are a great context for serving, by the way, serving the broader congregation of Crossgate Church, uh, where we are washing the feet of other disciples at the church and serving together as a life group, whether it's serving in uh, one of our sp- uh, specific uh, ministry opportunities or serving in prayer partner network together or whatever, serving together creates a greater bond of unity. And then, of course, you know, we do ask our, our life groups to have that outward focus uh, where life groups are reaching uh, our community and people who do not go to church and connecting with, with, uh, with people through different means. So there's a lot of different things taking place within a life group beyond the, the, the simple but profound study of the Bible. Yeah. That, that is such a, a great picture of, um, you know, what we want our life groups to be working towards, right? And, and quite honestly, we say this all the time, none of our life groups are perfect at any of these things. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things we always try to tell our life group leaders is, hey, we don't expect uniformity in our life groups, but we do need to have unity. And, and when we talk about unity, we're unified around some of the basic fundamentals that need to be true of every life group how each life group contextualizes those fundamentals, that's up to them. But the fact is we go back, and this is through Leadership University as we provide training for our life group leaders and so forth. Hey, here are the basics that we need every life group to be hitting on. And yes, you're absolutely right. There is no perfect life group at Crossgate Church to include the one that I'm in or the one that you're in. And I want to tell you how much I appreciate this, uh, this initiative that you've come up with where uh, you have basically created a survey for the life group leaders to, to take and to assess their own individual life groups based upon what we're sharing with them in Leadership University with the life group leader track. And then after they've done a self-assessment, you're circling back and meeting personally with each life group leader to say, how's your group doing? How can we encourage you? What, what areas, are, where, where do you see your strengths and what areas do you think could be improved? So I love the intentionality there. And that's exactly how groups become better groups. Yeah, and and really excited about that. That's going really well, and like you said, it's it, these are goals that we want to be working towards. Um, but it's not uniformity; it's unity. So definitely, you know, some great content that we can expect in our life groups, and because biblical community, these are the things that we want to to see. Right, prayer and emphasis on prayer and biblical counsel, like you mentioned. Um, Obviously, the outward focus and reach. You know, one thing though that 
Um, you know, if I had to say there, there's one thing that has been a game changer for me in biblical community more, well, I don't know more, but, you know, a game changer for sure is an emphasis on authenticity, encouragement, and admonition. Um, because the truth is, you know, I could pray on my own. I could study the Bible or, or seek biblical counsel from the scriptures on my own. I can even have an outward focus and reach on my own. Um, but when it comes to being authentic, receiving and giving encouragement and admonition, those things require other people, right? Is So is that what makes biblical community unique? Well, that's, that's where the, the rubber really meets the road in a sense, because yes, we... We need other people to step into our lives to help us to grow. Uh, we are very limited on our own in terms of how we can advance in growing in the Lord, uh, simply because, well, for one thing, it's so easy to deceive ourselves. We're never as intentional as we think we are. But here's the big thing, okay? There's something inside of you, and there's something inside of me called the flesh. And the flesh is that part of us that is opposed to God. It's opposed to Jesus. It's opposed to holiness. It's certainly opposed to the Holy Spirit. Now, in the life of a lost person who doesn't know Jesus Christ personally, the flesh is all they've got, right? No issues there, right? But in the life of a Christian, it's not as though when Jesus comes into your life, he obliterates the flesh. Uh, that flesh is still going to be inside of us until we step on into heaven and, and, and step into glory with the Lord. And so there's going to be this internal battle. Galatians chapter 5 and to some degree Galatians chapter 6 talks all about this battle. And so... People have to realize that there's going to be a part of them, inside of them, that does not want biblical community. It, it hates biblical community. Why? Because biblical community is one of the ways that God shines his spotlight of truth and, and sanctification and, and, and all of that into the hearts of people. And, and, and the flesh does not like that, right? I mean, it goes back to John chapter 3 that says, Light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So I, I, I do believe that one of the many reasons why people resist getting into a life group and most certainly getting into a setting where, where there's a, a greater degree of transparency is, is expected is simply because the flesh inside of them doesn't want that. Yeah, we, um, and I say we because I'm including myself, that tends to make us very uncomfortable, you know, and, and the, the thing about, the thing about church is sometimes you see that, you know, people come in on a Sunday and it's easy to look around and see a lot of people smiling and you ask, you know, how's it going? And, and people, you know, might say, oh, it's going great. But what we might not realize is, you know, they're, they're going through some pretty intense uh, struggles. That's right. they, they may have even just had, you know, a blowout argument with their spouse in the parking lot and then walk walk in and put on a smile and say, things are great. Everything's great. And I know that because I've been there, right? So it is, it's easier to do that than it is to to really be open and honest and transparent about some of the, the things that we're struggling with, maybe some of the hurts, um, some of, you know, the fears that we might have. And so, yeah, sure. People, you know, I think tend to resist that. Um, and it, it does make us uncomfortable. Um, so Phil, what would you say to somebody who maybe is there right now? Maybe, maybe they're in a place where they're like, I hear you talk about biblical community, but I've been burned by the church. I've had people who I've confided in who have betrayed me um, or used what they have 
have known about me against me. Um, and they just, they don't want to go there. Um, what, w- what would you say to those people? Well, first of all, I would say my heart goes out to anyone who's had an experience, you know, especially in a setting like a church and especially in a life group where, yes, you would expect that people would, would be a little more forthcoming with information, a little more trusting, a little more accepting, all the things that we want to see in a life group, and then they get a bad experience. You know, someone takes the information that they shared in confidence and they start spreading that around or that some people ghost on them or, or whatever. I think I think biblical community, we don't want to present biblical community as this perfect utopian existence because sometimes it gets a little messy. Because guess what? Everybody who's in biblical community is a sinner. And every single person in that group is on a spiritual journey that includes the battle with the flesh. And so the fact is, I mean, there 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 are going to be some some messy circumstances. And I I, I certainly as I said, my heart goes out to anyone who's experienced that. I think my word of encouragement, however, would be along the lines of saying, yes, you did have a bad meal at that restaurant down the street. And, you know, I would encourage you not to go back there. But I wouldn't I also would encourage you to keep eating, right? I mean, just because you have a bad experience at a particular restaurant doesn't mean you quit going out to eat. You just quit going out to eat at that restaurant, right? Uh, and, and you you still need to eat food. And so we have, a, we have a need deep down inside of our hearts for biblical community. And certainly uh, at Crossgate Church, we want to have the absolute best and healthiest life groups we can. And so we're, we're coaching everybody along toward that. Uh, and, and I have found that we have some tremendous groups at our church. And I'm so grateful that, that if, if someone has been burned at another church, or even if they were burned at our church a long time ago in some, in some way, shape, or form, uh, there's nevertheless some great and healthy opportunities for biblical community at our church. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's such a great point that just because we've had a bad experience doesn't mean that it, it negates what God has already said yeah. um, is, is good for us. It doesn't invalidate the concept of biblical community just because there may be a, 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 you know, a group out there that's not real healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Phil, with the remaining time that we have today, what can somebody do if maybe they're a, a part of Crossgate or they're thinking about, you know, being a part of Crossgate, but they're not really connected and they say, okay, you've convinced me I want to invest more in biblical community. What are some steps that they could take to, to do that? Well, super easy. And of course, we always ask everyone, what's your next step? And, and we have four basic steps within our overall next step strategy uh, to make a decision join a group, uh, become a member, and meet a need. And so becoming a part of a group and, and joining a group is one of those basic steps. All they have to do is walk into our Next Steps area on any given Sunday, talk to myself, talk to you, one of the leaders to say, hey, I'm very interested in joining a life group. Can you help me? And we make several recommendations. We will escort them to the location of the room. So we try to make it as easy as possible for people to get connected and, and, and find some biblical community at Crossgate Church. Yeah, and we're happy to do that, uh, more than happy to do that. And the cool thing about uh, the model that we have is, like you, like you mentioned, we have a lot of variety in our groups. Um, we have several on-campus groups that meet on Sundays. We have a few off-campus groups that meet during the week, um, just a diversity of different ages and life stages. Um, and so we encourage our folks to visit several different groups um, to kind of find your place. And um, that that's celebrated. Um, kind of a really uh, cool story. Um, 
just yesterday, um, we had a group that has uh, is multiplying, um, that they've been together for a long time and have done some great ministry. And a couple in that group has said, hey, we feel the Lord leading us to start a new group. And so they actually had a celebration, a commissioning celebration. Awesome. Where they celebrated great ministry over the years and kind of launched this couple out to start a new group. Um, so we even have some new groups starting here Fantastic. soon. Fantastic. I love that. That's so great. Well, we are about out of time for today, but have really enjoyed this conversation about the importance of biblical community and how it is an essential for our growth as disciples. And we're going to continue uh, with this series uh, in the weeks to come. But Phil, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed this time together. Thanks, Keith. And you know, I'll tell you, man, one of the things I love about doing these podcasts is all we're doing is we're just talking about the fundamentals right? I mean, and, and you and I are both big believers in every single thing we talk about. I mean, it, it, it makes me feel kind of good that it's not like you and I are having to make anything up. I mean, this is just, this is all flowing right from our hearts, man. So this has been great. Yeah, that's great. Hey, don't forget to to share. Uh, we, we want more people to know about the More and Better Disciples podcast, not for us, but because we want to be a, a tool uh, to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus. So please share. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.